0: Welcome back to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the former number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm, now bringing you the best TV shows and movies weekly in an easily digestible podcast packed with laughs by me, Ross Bolin, and my dear friend, Mr. Barrett Dudley. Barrett, speak to the the people at home. Well, you know,
1: it's been a, a long week full of many hours and hours spent consuming television and movie and film entertainment.
0: And it is a little disturbing when you start to track it as we have to sort of now. Yep. Uh, how much we watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's like it's, a it's lot of hours.
1: you know what I'm not going I'm not going to lie to you. It it does it, it really puts into perspective what shows are worthwhile and which ones are not it because does. when when television when part of your television viewing becomes a chore, yeah. Y- y- you can really really then determine like Am I looking forward to actually going home and and
0: having to watch this show? It's a luxury that the rest of you take for granted. Yeah, you don't realize this. Yeah, but once you have to watch a show, even if it's by choice,
1: you're choosing to have to watch it. Yes, it's a different, it's a different experience. It is. It It really is. is. Yeah, thinking critically. But yeah, man, I was I was bogged down this week because I had to catch up on the entirety of Euphoria. And, um, you Wait, know, in what time frame did you watch all four episodes though? over the course of the last week? So i damn that's still that's a lot to take in, in a yeah, week. Yeah. So I watched four from Wednesday
0: until last night. Mother of God. So I have a bit of a story today. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch my euphoria in the light of day. This is the way I've been setting myself up to where I watch it in like the middle of the day, like the heat of the day, sun shining. I, you know, windows all open mm-hmm, Hopefully mm-hmm. birds chirping outside, whatever uh, It just, it makes it a little easier to get through To digest Yeah, sure, so I, sure. I sat down and We're all about digestion here I sat in gut health I sat down and uh, I watched the episode and it ended And then it said, uh, uh, you know, the, when, when an HBO show ends It doesn't necessarily do the Netflix thing Where it rolls you straight into another mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. It takes you back to the menu But it has up next for you And it said episode four And I was like, oh, that's what this one I just watched it's not Up Next. I just watched it. And then I read the description and I was like, oh, I didn't just watch that. And then I had to watch that. <laughs> so what I had to do was go back to back. You had to go back to back. I, I didn't re- remember. Um, Taylor abandoned me like week one from Euphoria. She was like, and I'm out. And I was like, understand. Understood. <laughs> Understandable. Um, and as a result, when she was out of town this past week, I, I kind of let things get out of hand and I forgot. I had to watch them back to back, as is the case with Black Mirror. And really, anything that's super, super dark, uh, like Euphoria, I try to avoid multiple hours of viewing this show. See, that's
1: another one of these things. We are currently on a slate right now, our slate, where it's all darkness, and none of these shows, whether it's Euphoria or Handmaid's Tale, or really even Big Little Lies or Dark, or or any of this shit,
0: it's all very sad and bad. And I don't really want to watch back to back of any of them. No, it it is a fair thing to complain about on our on, on on the part of you and i i will judge it to be fair yeah
1: but because this is it's a lot man
0: you know this is why look
1: man this is why people just crank crank on like eight episodes of the office in a so row
0: this is definitely why people crank on yeah yeah well they crank on yeah. and then they put on eight episodes of the uh, of the office yeah. i don't know how you're doing it i'm on i'm on an antidepressant i'm like cheating it's like <laughs> taking adderall for, uh, for a test before college or whatever, but you're just a normal human. I'm a, I'm a
1: perpetual, all my personality types on all the various scales and stuff. I'm just, I'm well equipped to deal with
0: all of it. You are, you yeah. are. That's good. That's good. Oh, fucking a. Well, we got a lot of other stuff aside from Euphoria. Of course, we're going to get caught up to speed on Euphoria, but we've also got Big Little Lies. Uh, I believe you have a little bit of Handmaid's Tale commentary you want to offer Yeah, up. I just
1: wanted to, I just, I, a few things that I watched you know, just that in, in the time where I wasn't watching something that I knew we were going to talk about. And I, gotta, I just want to brief people. Brief them. On on the goings-ons, on, the, on the stuff out there. We, well, you will. And I will. You will.
0: Uh, you know. we've, we've also got an underappreciated classic movie and a good-bad movie we're going to briefly discuss for you all at the end of the show. But first, this episode of OCC is brought to you by Lisa. If you're looking for a new mattress this summer, meet Lisa and start getting your best rest ever. Get better rest on Lisa's award-winning mattresses. The all-foam Lisa mattress is made with premium exclusive foam for comfort and support. The Lisa hybrid mattress features premium foam and individually wrapped springs for an enhanced sleep experience. I have the hybrid. Barrett has the hybrid. Those of you who have listened to the show forever have heard, have heard us talk endlessly about the hybrid from Lisa. Most comfortable bed I've ever had. And on and on I go. Week in and week out, these guys have supported us on OCC, and uh, and their bed really is my favorite mattress I've ever owned. It's incredibly comfortable. And if you're worried, like, oh, I don't know about ordering a mattress online, it's kind of a big purchase, Lisa's got your back. They, uh, they actually back your purchase with a 100-night in-home trial. So if you don't love your Lisa for some insane reason, you can just send it back for a full refund. They're made in the USA. Ordering is easy and stress-free. If this is something you've been putting off Because you thought getting a new mattress was going to be a big pain in the ass Stop living that lie Get your Lisa today Order online It's time, people Let me tell you what It's time real, though Now is the time Because their sale that they're offering uh, to all in the Clam Fam right now Is about to end Soon, their 4th of July mattress sale Ooh, will come to a close. Right now, you get 15% off mattresses plus two free down alternative pillows while supplies last when you go to lisa.com slash dragon and you use the promo code dragon. Uh, but that is not going to last forever. You've got to hurry. The sale's almost over. dot acom slash dragon. Promo code dragon. dragon. 15% off Plus two free pillows. What more could you want? And your purchase today helps a child dream for tomorrow, tonight. Because uh, Lisa does all kinds of good in the community. One of the things they do is they donate one mattress for every 10 sold. Which is incredibly cool. So you can feel good about that too. Lisa.com slash dragon. Some news. Barrett, first off. Hey, yo, Aaron Paul put up an Instagram, I think a week or two ago, of him and, uh, and uh, the man formerly known as, as Walter White. One Brian Cranston mm-hmm. uh, hanging, and people all flipped out. They were like, oh, God, the Breaking Bad movie or the Breaking Bad spinoff or whatever. They thought something else was going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out Mezcal, that's what's going on. They're selling Mezcal. They uh, saw Clooney make a billion dollars uh, off Caso that amigos. tequila. Casamigos. Exactly. These two motherfuckers went, uh, yeah, we're going to go make a Mezcal. Do let's do if, that. Have you ever read the a bottle of liquor have you ever read a single one uh yeah, yeah like sure. a whiskey or a tequila a look, the uh-huh, the, yeah. the folksier liquors like whiskey and tequila they tend to have the most elaborate storytelling story, bottles you know what else has a lot of stories is rum ah rum also piratey piratey of the ocean. islands caribbean ah, maritime Cuba, law
1: maritime law yeah. all, the whole shebang yeah
0: yeah um I don't know what... (laughs) No, I'm just thinking about... They've got got a story. They've got a story behind their tequila. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So, if you ever read the bottle of Casamigos, it's like this... It's this very generic story about how they found the perfect whatever the fuck you need for the perfect thing. All clothing companies do this, too. It's total horseshit. It's just marketing, just for the record. Uh, And and, in most cases, with tequila and liquor especially, you're dealing with all the same shit, people. There's some variances in flavor or whatever, but... Uh, it's marketing.
1: Yeah, well, and I'll tell you what Casamigos did—they added sugar. Sugar. That's basically what they did. A delicious. It's, like, it's got like up. a slightly more like agave centric, sweeter taste. Yeah, and that's and so it's great. It's really easy to take shots of. It was it's, one of it's my favorite. Packaged in premium bottles with like heritage looking labels yes. and yeah, like, but people it's sa-
0: people—they just nailed it. They people ate that shit up. So they they did the exact same thing here. Yeah. Their mezcal bottle is the ex- It's got so this story on the side about how they went on this journey through Mexico to find the perfect mezcal for them, and then they've discovered it. And without even needing to verbally uh, communicate with each other, they acknowledge that this is the one. And with a nod or some, sh- it's it's ridiculous. But it wasn't the Breaking Bad movie. So, if you're into mezcal, good news. Uh, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston might have one you'll enjoy. I, I don't. I don't know. I can't speak any further for it. In other news, George R. R. Martin has revealed information about the uh, first Game of Thrones prequel. The internet is a buzz with talk of Game of Thrones again today. Barrett, it's kind of weird. The internet would like cut its hand off
1: for a Game of Thrones sequel to be premiering in 2020. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Unfortunately, it won't. But what? I mean, we're all we're all just thirsty as hell, aren't we? We're all just. Game of Thrones is a is a Rihanna Instagram post where she's wearing nothing, and we're all just, you know... Liking. We're just all we're double, do- tapping. double
0: tapping as fast as our little hearts can do. I'm a little surprised at society's willingness to dive back into Westeros so soon. Um, I, I, I thought this would be more of like a, okay, not yet, leave us alone sort of thing, but people really are, are jazzed up about... The fact that George put some info out there, mm-hmm. I think, is what, what is exciting to kind of start to get an idea. So there's basically like, uh, you could take a, a handful of facts out of the shit that he released. First of which is Westeros is divided into roughly 100 kingdoms in the prequel. Not seven, Barrett. No. Not 10 or 15. What a
1: psychopath! He went with a hundred. You know, they had to they they had to be consolidated over the
0: course of time. I guess what he thought was, you know, Game of Thrones was such a simple show. Let's complicate things a little, spice them up. Yeah, a hundred kingdoms. It'll be over ten times more satisfying than the seven were. Yes, he and did. Then, he, and then the six. He did the reverse Pangea, <laughs> is what I like to call this. See,
1: Pangaea was when all of the continents were together, and ah, it slowly Pangea. broke apart into uh, the the Earth, the globe, the landmasses that you now know. Yes, the map as the present day map. Yeah, there was uh, there were tectonic plates involved. The, right. He did the opposite. He is he is st- starting splintering, splint with the splintered houses, and Indeed. eventually they will they will all form up together.
0: I look forward to the 600 episodes of eight different prequels we need to watch to get all that information and backstory. Yeah, yeah. Inject it into my veins, baby. It's going to be tight. Uh, there are going to be Starks in the show. And Direwolves. I- I'm, I'm in. I'm
1: in. Say no more. Which is, which is g- great news. Sign my ass up. Indeed. Uh, no Lannisters,
0: most likely which is they're, they're a newer house i'm I'm bummed about they're a newer house I miss, I'm miss'm I'm missing out on some Lannister loving in my life you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh what's the name I'm trying to, oh the showrunner Jane Goldman is currently filming this in Northern Ireland by the way so it's being done now okay which I didn't it realize. is
1: is this this is this the one about with or that that is
0: uh starring Naomi Watts I believe so yeah okay. yeah yeah I believe that is the one that he has come out and given us information on. Oh, what else? I don't know. It it might be slightly different than what you're expecting, apparently. I don't know what the fuck that means, but but George has come out trying to hype things up. Done a pretty good job. People are psyched. A Little bit of information. Moving on. July. It is July. It's now July 9th, in fact. And as a result, everybody on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles gets July content. uh, Because that's what happens in the month of July. We've got three tiers for you now. Instead of just one. Tip jar, if you're like, hey, look, here's some money. I don't want any more stuff. Fine. Crustacean Nation, it's just five bucks. You're going to get three additional episodes of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, all about Stranger Things in July. Look, man, if you want to hear our deep takes
1: about Stranger Things, of which there are many, mm. you got to be here. You, you got to be on Patreon. It's the
0: place to be. We're going to get real nice and deep-like. Patreon.com slash Oysters,
1: Clams, Five buckaroos gets you the three episodes about... Stranger Things Season 3 Indeed it does That breaks down to less than $2
0: an episode Indeed it does There's going to be very minimal discussion of Stranger Things On this ad-based version of our show That drops every Wednesday Of course, we need a place to talk about Stranger Things We have it It's patreon.com slash oystersclamscockles And for those of you who are like, well why not just do it all on here This is all a business Uh, That's how it works And it's advertising demand based And Barrett and I have found this is the simplest way to bring you uh, the best version of the product that we believe possible Through patreon.com slash oysters clams I choose business ethics Business ethics <laughs> You blew it, you lose <laughs> uh, So yes, also you will receive access to two columns in July for your reading pleasure when listening isn't an option And then of course there's the most dedicated of tiers, the $10 mollusk militia Those of you who uh, want to know, you can read all about it On the URL I've provided multiple times. And we'll say one more time, patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. Barrett, anything else to add before we move on to big little lies? No, 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 no. I just, I wanted to reiterate that also all three tiers
1: get constant positive, good energy and vibes sent directly from me to them 24 hours a day,
0: seven days a week, 360 Uh, The light in me, it it acknowledges the light in you. If you pay us. Otherwise, no light. (laughs) Let there be no light! Moving on to Big Little Lies. Episode 5 of Season 2. It was titled, Kill Me. Kill me. Which is, for, for some reason... Always reminds me of that Family Guy scene with that like dying fish on the table. That's like kill me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, that was like 15 years ago. Man, mommy saying that line
1: like sent chills down my spine. By the way, that was some that was some freaky deaky shit. I I
0: like that character so little. I would <laughs> love for her to be gone. I can't wait. She's so creepy, dude. Everything that comes out of her yeah. mouth. But yes, the kill me was particularly shaking and shocking. I did not see that coming, honestly. Um, we start off with As we have I've seemingly every episode this season With like flashbacks to Perry's death Reminding us if somehow you've forgotten What the turmoil is surrounding uh, Our squad here It's that they kill the guy Remember that guy Perry? He's dead They killed him Pushed him down the stairs um, Celeste meets with Mary Louise and their lawyers And their judge Ahead of the custody hearing And Things go very strangely at first with, like, Mary Louise insisting that Celeste isn't a bad person. She's sort of playing both sides of the room in in there, it feels like. Like, she's doing her little sociopathic thing. Yeah, yeah. She's just teeing it up. She's, you know. You think there's any
1: truth to that? No, she's put, she's, uh, as they say, she is putting on a performance here. Okay.
0: Yeah, because I get, I I have a hard time differentiating between, I guess, in just the interactions with Celeste. Mm Mm-hmm. Mary Louise is there any genuine you know expression there or is it just no it's all a show i think it's all a show it's all about everything power everything she says and the is like away. is
1: is contrived and i mean like all, like basically setting up something belittling or derogatory or deriding yeah.
0: you know what i mean yes everything like, leads it, like, to something bad if it's yes, not bad already
1: exactly by saying that she really believes in Celeste as a mother and that she is a good person and a good mother it makes, her, like, it makes her case that she wants to take the kids away. Like, oh, well, then there really must be
0: something seriously wrong yeah, right now. Right. That's if, sick. You know what I mean? Like, she's just a real sick. She drops a really good one on uh, Renata when she goes and visits her. Renata's having a very rough season. <laughs> uh, Mary Louise visits her in her home for some tea and comments on the lack of furniture, and she leaves her with the parting line, you seem like a very nice person. Who lives in a big house with no furniture. And it reminded me of like an Olena Tyrell line, the way mm-hmm. she delivered it. Like, yeah, yeah. she's so fucking sassy. It's like Sassy Grandma, but she would maybe kill you. I, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the lawyer that Celeste has employed that she keeps belittling for remaining silent, mm-hmm. which has happened, I think, three times now, uh-huh. which is getting a little silly to continue showing us that dynamic. Worst lawyer of all time. We're, them And they're they're like trying to make it sort of real by them having these conversations after the fact. And her being like, where were you in there? And she's like, I figured the best strategy was no strategy at all. And Celeste is like, god damn it. And then the same thing happens every time they meet. <laughs> what the hell? Um, yeah. Uh, it, I mean... I think that we're
1: supposed to kind of believe that the lawyer is being pragmatic and, you know. Celeste is over-emotional and, or whatever. Yes, right. And and the, the lawyer's point that what Mary Louise is hunting for here are, like, big emotional overreactions from yeah. like Celeste is probably a fair point. True. Now, at the same time. They like, don't make her look good, yeah. At the same time, I'm with you. Like, you want your lawyer to be kind of... Stand up for me, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the one. The lawyer is the one that's supposed to... Be snappy and... and Object and, for fuck's sake. Right, and have your back in there. And so it, it does kind of feel like she's just getting railroaded in there.
0: She is. It, it, sh- you certainly do feel the pressure. And I, I think it's meant to be construed that way, by the way. You're supposed to feel like Celeste would feel in that scene. So maybe we get an even a little more heavy-handed version of it because it's from her perspective or whatever. By the way, her lawyer is from the night of. I kept trying to think of, like, who? why have I seen her face? Where is she from? She's in The Night Of. I don't know what part, so don't ask. I just know she's in it because of IMDb. That's as she, far as I got. She might be... uh, what, uh What's his, his, his name? Mom? Yeah, I
1: think He's she's mo- mom. A- It's not Adnan.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was about no. to say red, but that's not right either. That's but it's it somewhere either. in there, right? Jesus. It's somewhere in that...
0: Uh, I think it starts with an ah it's it, We'll go with Tim. It was Tim's mom. Did you ever watch Life and Times of Tim on HBO? That was funny. I shit. did. That, that was a very funny funny-ass ass yep. cartoon, Yeah, it was. It was good. Good stuff. Speaking of Tim, Timmy! Uh, we see Bonnie running. She jogs a lot to try to clear her head because of the whole murder thing. Is
1: Bonnie a... Uh, it's, uh, it's Nas. Oh, yeah.
0: R- Nas. Nazir. That was, that's close to
1: Adnan or Tim.
0: Oh, yeah, we were...
1: Or off red. It does have that ah sound in ah, there. Ah, 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 Nas. 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 Yeah. Um, shouts to Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What were we? What were we saying? I don't know.
0: I, I really don't. I, I mean, also shouts to one Mike Nas while we're here. Nasir. What's his last name? Jones. Who's Nasir Jones? Nas the rapper? The re- like the
1: OG Nas? Yeah. 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 Oh, that is Nasir Jones. Shouts to him, too. That's the real Nas, the first Nas. Yeah, I think, anyway, I think she's, she, she's Nas's mother in the night of. All I need is one mic,
0: and I have it right here. We're going to talk about Big Little Lies some more. Um, Bonnie gets one of those flashbacks. Oh, yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie. Is Bonnie a good runner? I, no, she's kind of a, I don't know, a normal runner? It's not good form. It's It it's, doesn't seem like great
1: form. For, for such an avid runner. Athlete. She's like an athlete. She's
0: like a little, like, flaily, don't you think? A little bit. She's a little Phoebe-esque. It's a uh, little bit yes, too much. Yes, you, Yeah, yeah. It's tough because I, th- I feel like if you go run at the track right now or the trail or whatever, if you studied everyone that ran by you, each individual would look funny. You'd be like, this person's running weird. But when you watch somebody run on TV because everybody runs sort of funny, you immediately judge them like, ah, that person's clearly not a runner. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, like, maybe
1: but, she is. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm just, uh, I guess, compare and contrast here. She always looks very natural
0: doing Pilates and the yoga sorted. assorted, you know. Yeah, speaking of which, the, the sleep apnea class uh, <laughs> looks incredible. I'd love to be a part of this. If that exists in Austin in some way, shape, or form, I've been doing normal yoga. I thought that was the ticket. I had no idea sleep apnea yoga was so much fun and involved group singing and shit. I'm in on that cash cow. Oh, and then her mom's like, uh, her mom drops the kill me line on her. Kill me. Which is again, it's the title of the episode. It is. Wow, great what,
1: what, What's what? What is going on with her mom? What are we? What is the story that we are not being told yet? What, or why does this matter? What's I guess. what's her mom's rage and like? What was her dad not protecting her from as a kid? What I, it, the hell is going yeah, on it with needs her to, mom?
0: It needs to tie into something for us with uh, with her character because right now we get it. Like her mom was clearly. If not physically abusive Then verbally Or like In very controlling mm-hmm. Type of abusive mom Sort of power crazy mom Yeah yeah. And the dad Who clearly knows It was wrong And that she was abused As a child Or that her parent You know Her Parenting was mishandled He feels bad about it Carries some guilt Because of it mm-hmm. But also says He protected her That he was protecting her And that's often How people in those Kind of dynamics feel The one parent Who's not the abusive one Doesn't know how to cope with what's happening And thinks they're protecting the child When perhaps they're obviously not Mm -hmm. Fully protecting the child Or they would remove the child from the situation But yeah we need all this stuff With Bonnie To tie back in and matter Right now it's just sort of floating off in space With her mom and her dad And her childhood and her past And the yoga shit and her lifestyle And it's like okay we get it She's torn up inside and battled as a result of Having pushed that man down the stairs and agreeing to lie with your friends. What episode was this, by the way? Was this six? F- five? Six?
1: Yeah. Well, five, five. Sorry. Only yeah. five. Okay. So we're yeah. halfway. Th- we're, we are officially halfway through
0: this. Indeed. Hmm. Yeah. So there's plenty of time to make Bonnie's story matter, but right now it's a little confusing. And we keep getting her having these flashes of water. Like she's like the drowning thing. like we, Like she's going to drown. Almost to the point that now people are pretty much accepting... Bonnie's going to be dead by the end of this season because it's been so heavy-handed. Do you mean people on the interwebs? Yes. Oh, yes. I okay. mean people on online. That's the only people I'm familiar with. I don't. <laughs> I don't know anyone else uh, in the in the um, real world. No, I don't think so. I I
1: wholeheartedly disagree with that. Do not think, think Bonnie's going to die. Do you think we're being led to believe that, and then they're going to they're going to do the old? I, I don't think we're necessarily being led to believe that. I I, th- I think that. Uh, I think What's something else thing? I think something else is going on here. Hmm. I don't know. Her mom is her mom is obviously, you know, like an empath or something like that. Like like really picks up on people's vibes and auras and I all guess. that. Um but but I so I think it's all pretty metaphorical. I don't think it's necessarily telling the future.
0: Right, the visions you mean. The visions. Yeah. yeah. No, I I I she brought out the crystals and the weird shit when we first met her. I haven't really known what her deal is ever since. We still haven't been given a clear explanation on like what it is. is it, I don't know what that is—voodoo or what, what kind of shit she's doing. Or
1: by the way, let's just let's just bag on the show for a second, and t- because people are talking about this, oh, let's and, do it and talk about like worst case scenario. Worst case, some one of them goes in and confesses to what actually happened, or Renata, or 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 uh, who's going to be under testimony, Renata. No, yeah. Celeste. Celeste at the at the, uh, at, the court, at the hearing. child custody hearing. And they go into something and you know, she doesn't want to purge herself, so she tells the truth. Right. So then it all comes out that her long abusive husband was beating the shit out of another woman and Well beating the shit out of her. Beating Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, it, no, he's he's kicking. Isn't he kicking Jane or is he kicking Celeste? I think, Celeste I think he's end? kicking Celeste. Okay, it's right.
0: just Celeste. Yeah.
1: So you got five witnesses there that can all testify to this. Zoe Kravitz sees what's happening, sprints over and pushes his ass to get him to stop. To and he falls down some stairs and dies. It's like uh, what is the so then what happens? Like, like they um, all get like obstruction of justice. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's a good question. The very maybe some of them serve like a few months.
0: Yeah, Bonnie could probably get some manslaughter shit, some some time for some manslaughter type of charge. I I just, you're you're right. It's hard to imagine a scenario in which this group of women, especially considering the group of women we're talking about, affluent... Well-off women, first-time offenders, like, yeah, no,
1: viol- no history of criminal violence. It, like... It's hard
0: to imagine this being a life ruining crime that they've committed, yeah. but they're allowing it to sort of be that, right? And as that's where you're getting the complaining is it doesn't, they're they're, uh, I guess like, the way they're letting it impact their lives isn't isn't doesn't match up with what would really happen. In reality. Yeah, I don't think so. And
1: I wonder if I wonder if the show will go there in its conclusion as, like... Because it does feel like this is all going to come out, right? It mm-hmm. does feel like it's going to spill out at some I, point. I, I, I can't imagine how they keep the story interesting unless things do spill out. Yeah. Especially because I, I think you're looking at five miserable people unless they... I think they all kind of need this catharsis of Closure. telling the truth. God, and, yeah. They all need you it know, Because it's one of those things, it's like... Once you're wrapped up in a web of lies, like continuing to, continuing to weave that web. Yes. It becomes like your is, existence. Yeah. And that's no, that's no good for anybody's mental or physical health. Oh, so no. it's like, oh, no. I, I wonder if the show is like almost kind of smirks at itself at the end where it's like, okay, they all did confess and they all like get off with slaps on the wrist because this wasn't that big of a deal because it was clearly an act of self-defense that they never really should have lied about in the first place.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, I. I have never, very rarely do I see a show acknowledge, like, a flaw within its own characters or whatever, mm-hmm. though. And it's like, that would be for, for all five of them, sort of. I, but in different ways. And we have seen the different ways it's affecting the different characters and all the different things that are going on. I, I don't know. And then, like, right at the end, like, you know, the,
1: this guy, like, they're, they're on trial. And this guy runs into the courtroom and somehow his arm gets ripped off And then he looks at all of those ladies With the blood spurting out of, out of his arm And he yeah. says And that's why you always tell the truth
0: Yes, exactly <laughs> And leave a note Because if you don't And it's Jay Water Weatherford Is that his name? I think it's Jaywater Weatherman or what? Uh, that's pretty close, man That's way better than I would have done But that Yeah it's, This is my last lesson <laughs> What a fucking great character that was in Arrested Development. This might as well be an Arrested Development podcast where we talk about other <laughs> stuff on occasion. Um, oh, at Otter Bay Elementary, uh, this dude named Brian comes over and tells Ziggy that his mom is hot, which it turns out was a massive mistake because Max and Josh are now operating as Ziggy's own personal bodyguards.
1: I gotta say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not. Huge fans of of the twins, uh-huh. but the fact that they have like adopted Ziggy into their brotherhood, yeah, just like no questions asked. They're like, Before yeah, that's our brother now. We ride for him. Yes, and Brian, just, and now are just like beating, You know, they're kicking ass and taking names. If you say shit, Brian had no idea what he was dealing with.
0: Here. Uh, I'm into that. I mean, yeah, you know, he didn't know that he was getting into bed with brothers. These two got a guys. hug. They do. <laughs> And beat ass for each other And Max and Josh are here to do just that And Ziggy's in on it Uh, They beat the crap out of this kid After he calls uh, He he refers to Perry as a rapist And the boys take exception to that They all get three day suspensions Which of course Jane uses as an opportunity To reward Ziggy with a kayaking trip Yeah
1: Um, Okay So another quick time out here Look man Jane's gotta move They they gotta move (laughs) That's another. That's another. Like very, very. That's another piece of this show that okay. we can kind of nitpick if we want. Is that a prevalent the, complaint? No, it's my complaint. Oh, I, I was watching. Very fair one. I was watching this episode and like, you got your kid in school with his two brothers who are the sons of the dad who raped you, and now he like just all got the murdered, o- and now all the other kids know about this, and, and, they're and like Ziggy's going to be the son- if if Ziggy stays, he's going to be the son of a rapist for as long as he remains in school with these kids. Yes, like. This is life-altering stuff. It's no good for Ziggy. You got to get him out of there. You, 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 honestly, it is just straight up like bad parenting. And honestly, all these people should move because Bonnie and her husband and Madeline's husband can't stand each other. Those two are going to kill each other at some point. Yes, Celeste, she's she needs to start over. Start over. Yeah. Hit the reset button. Yeah, and Renata, well, she can't afford anything in Monterey
0: anymore, so she got to go, too. She needs to hit the reset button, too. They all need to move. Yes. They're all done. (laughs) And, I mean, that's an interesting point, Barrett, is that the Monterey Five, first of all, it reminds me of the nickname that I won't mention uh, that they used to use for the Golden State Warriors particular lineup, and that bugs me a little bit. But the Monterey Five, it it would seem one of the – Several outcomes I can imagine for this show right now is that this ends with them being fractured and and just that happened. Yeah, ma- yeah, them all, all moving away. Yeah, because yeah. the city is kind of destroyed. Uh, I could them.
1: I could see that I
0: could some some sort of that. Yeah. that type of vibe or whatever. Maybe one stays behind or some shit. Who knows? Um. Anyway, the kayaking trip goes really well. Celeste, on the other hand, uh, tries to talk to her boys about what happened over dinner. One of them calls her a bitch. And she loses her freaking, yeah. You know, she emotionally snaps again. By the way, she's having these weird visions of, like, sex with strange men. Uh, it, it is all, for me, the vibe I'm getting is still that she's being drugged. Hmm. I know we've been presented with information that's supposed to lead us to believe she's abusing pills. Uh, or at least not taking them in a safe manner. Uh, driving on Ambien and such. But I think that Mary Louise is doing something sinister okay. that is... Below the table at the moment that will be the thing that comes out during the trial. Because there has to be something with Mary Louise that starts to come out, right? And that would make sense to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I will say,
1: Celeste does seem uh, like alarmingly kind of scattered
0: and out of it. Even more than you. I mean, I get that she lost a husband. But we've seen her become more and more and more like muddled minded Mm -hmm. since then. It's not as if you know she's become more clear headed. It's getting worse. It seems week by week.
1: I've got a question for you. Neither of us have kids, so so we're not. We, we we've never been in the moment to know how we would react. But when uh, when Twin A calls his mom a bitch yeah. like that, I was thinking to myself like, man, how do you what what do you do? Because you got to nip that in the bud quick. As a parent, yes. Like, what is the appropriate course of action there? Like, what do you do? The like, how how do you what do you do to discipline your kids in the best way these days?
0: Yeah, I don't. I have I, no, I have idea. no idea. The, the <laughs> it's a very very good question though because like I, I I don't know. I know what my parents did when I would snap at, and if I did something like that, but I don't know what the appropriate answer is for like 2019 and what people are allowed to do or think is appropriate versus inappropriate. There was already like no spanking clubs when you and me were kids. So I don't know what exists now. I'm assuming like a, a no talking room like at the Milford Academy or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it, it, yeah, no. The, all these people need to get the fuck out of this city. That's the that's the real solution here to all of these prob. Well, first of all, let's just Bonnie cop to manslaughter, get, you know, mm, five years mm. probation. Uh, everybody else gets five years probation for perjury or whatever or uh, dist- obstruction of justice. And then everybody move. Yeah. Yeah, just move, move on with your fucking lives. Yeah, things aren't going well in Monterey. Um, you bleeding? Do you think Bonnie will kill her mother? Um, her, she's had a stroke, right? That's what's yes. Okay,
1: no, because I think that Bonnie already knows what one accidental death, murder, murder committed, <laughs> manslaughter committed. Uh-huh. Uh, how much that has been weighing on her? So I I, I can't imagine that that she, you know. Acquiesces to her mom's
0: request and then has another body to smother her with a pillow or whatever she wants, unplug the machine, whatever it is she's asking for. Yeah, I I, listen, that's always been the thing for me in one of these movies, TV show situations where one person is asking another one,
1: Kill me!
0: I know, I do think mom dies. I do think
1: mom dies somehow. Okay, yeah, not sure how. Yeah,
0: she has to be gone Mm. by the end of the season, one way or the other. It seemed death would be the likely outcome. Uh, but I always think to myself, like, it, look, if it's just the plug, I've got you. But if I got to do the pillow, I'm out. I'm just saying. If it comes down to it between you and me and you're like, kill me. I'm like, if if you're plugged in and that's what's keeping you going, Barrett, I've got your back. That, yeah, I'll that's pull easy. The plug. I, I'm not doing the pillow. Hell I no. Can't hold the pillow down over you. Absolutely thing, not. Come on. Um... So yeah the big big reveal At the end of this episode is that All of the ladies are on the witness List for this custody trial between Celeste and Mary Louise which Renata Declares a fucking perjury trap And that's the big you know Hurdle they have to overcome moving Forward they clearly believe That the police are getting them on the stand With the intention of bringing up Mm -hmm. The murder or the death of Perry and then using that to Entrap them and then perhaps uh Get them on perjury and, and get Bonnie On whatever it is that they can get Bonnie on so That is a huge looming issue uh, The other thing With the episode that the episode ends on Actually it's a cliffhanger Ed goes and meets up With Tori who we let la- we met Tori She was talking about her boob job or Whatever mm-hmm. a couple weeks back and It looks like They're gonna hook up or whatever like at a bar They're meeting up at like a hotel bar like old School married affair style and, but then it's revealed that the guy that slept with his husband, his wife, is her husband. He's about to bone out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but he's sitting in the bar. Yeah. Right? I think they want a little uh, cuckold. I think type they action? like that shit.
1: Okay. If that's the direction they go, hilarious. Or maybe she's. Maybe she is forcing him into a cuckold situation. Like you, you, you banged this dude's yeah. wife. Now I'm yeah. gonna bang him, and and I'm gonna make it even worse because you're gonna have to watch it all go. Maybe, down. maybe. I I immediately thought this is a weird uh, swinging swinger situation. Thing. Okay, <laughs> that that totally could be. And I'm glad I actually did not put those pieces together. I f- totally forgot that
0: they were. Yeah, he's like an in the item. background, like. But th- it's the way he's sitting. He's like sup. That makes me think, yeah, like, yeah. oh no, yeah. oh okay. no, All right. he wants to do things with Ed too. <laughs> but Ed is, uh, I hope, Ed's character would in no scenario agree to that. We need Ed to say no to that, please, Reese, if you're listening. Uh, next week, if you could have Ed not go down that rabbit hole, we'd appreciate it. Well, you don't want to see a devil's three way. Ed would never do a devil's <laughs> three-way, bro. He's a straight-laced person. He doesn't. He doesn't roll like that, especially not with Bachman. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be weird. That would fucking theater director. Yeah, who banged your wife? No, you yeah, don't do no, that. want to do that. No. no, the whole situation is creepy and weird, and I have no idea where they're taking that. But that's where the episode ends. And I'm look. I, I'm not. I haven't had a whole lot of Big Little Lies negativity uh, up inside my my your dome. My dome. I'm staying away from that for the most part, but I have seen little bits and pieces about the complaining about the, the I guess, the foundation of season two, and yeah. that we have to move past. Like, look, they made the stupid decision to not tell the police the truth in season one, and we're dealing with and the now we're dealing with the fallout. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the whole point.
1: No, I agree. I, I, it's just, it is, there are a couple things that are easy to nitpick, there but at the same time, the show is still as enjoyable uh, as it has been all season, and I'm... I'm Look, man, I'm just living for the moments where Mary Louise strolls into
0: Renata's house and uh, poor shame, sir. Yes. <laughs> Where's your furniture, you pig? This is pathetic. All in all, things are still going uh, very well on Big Little Lies. This episode of OCC is also brought to you by Burrow. When you're looking for new furniture, there is a lot to consider Like how you're going to get it in the door Or up the stairs, where it's going to fit Where inevitably you're going to have to move it When you move houses or apartments or whatever But thanks to Burrow, you don't have to stress about any of that Because they make simple, adaptable, easy-to-move furniture That can be assembled and disassembled in just a few minutes Plus, it ships to your door fast and free I have their original armchair with an ottoman in my living room It is among the favorite seating options in my home Especially for my dogs, Bruce and Bella I got to pick out all my own Personalized features Like the color beige With dark wood And low arms And the ottoman And it's it's a very cool Very easy to use uh, Website that Burrow's got for you At burrow.com Slash clams Their sofas are awesome They're naturally scratch And stain resistant fabric It's very sturdy They've got hardwood frames If you need them Soft non-toxic foam cushions There's even a built in USB charger On this thing It's incredible So you can charge your phone Totally customizable Pick all your own stuff out. Go to burrow.com slash clams. It's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash clams. You'll get $75 off a new sofa today, Clam fam. Give your living room the upgrade it deserves with a Burrow sofa. Get $75 off a new sofa and free one-week shipping by visiting B-U-R-R-O-W, burrow.com slash clams. Let's talk euphoria. Oh, wow. I'm feeling euphoric.
1: Ross, I had no idea what I was in for. You didn't, did you? No, no. Um, Let's talk about about some general things. How are you feeling? Yeah. Okay. So first episode, I was, you know, just like, okay, this is about as scandalized as I expected that I would be. It has raised the bar. Second episode, I was thinking about texting you and being like, yo, do you still want to watch this show? Really, because the the question really really weighed on me after episode two. I was like, okay, seriously though, who is this show for? Because I, because yeah, it no, felt, a good question it felt still like fair. it felt like such a narrow window of people that would actually be into this show and could fi- and could find their way in. Do you know what I mean? I guess because it's like it's interesting to watch. At, through two episodes, nobody was relatable on this show, and the one the one person that I might call an audience avatar is the character I believe Lily, her like straight laced best friend from preschool. Okay, yeah, the one that's played by Maud Apatow, which I also didn't realize was Maud sure, Apatow. Sure, sure. Uh, so that so after that, I was just like, man, I was like kind of scratching my head about about the whole thing, just because it was it's so. It's got so many layers and wrinkles and kind of dark subject matter. Plus, it's about a generation that I'm not a part of, and I'm a little and I'm like aging out of like being able to relate to high school kids. Sad.
0: So it's like you know what I mean.
1: Like yeah. I was very I was kind of stuck in in that rut of like not really. I wasn't sure I was enjoying the show.
0: So where do you where are you now? Four
1: episodes into so this season? So after the third episode, and I, I it's even hard to put a pin in or. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to frame why the third episode was so much better to me. But the third episode I thought was really, really good and like enjoyable and impactful. And episode four was the one that was the, uh, the hook for a lot of people. That's what I, I saw a lot of that online. A lot of several columns that were like, this this is the best, this has been the best episode of the season. And it was very, very good. And it, it, it. It certainly like pushes some of the storylines along and kind of goes to some interesting places. oh, yeah, but it was three that that I think for whatever reason kind of like roped me in and i'm I'm kind
0: of I'm pretty hooked now yeah here's the here's the angle I think you're either interested in the crazy new age issues of the world, which are basically what we're being presented with mm-hmm. uh and the things that society once used to force into the closet that have found their way out into the open through different passages whether it's the the trans stuff or the uh, cal the Nate's dad living this secret life mm. Or the drug stuff, or the mental health stuff, or whatever it is. It's a look body image, body yes, positivity, all of that. The online, the internet, how it's affecting sexuality, texting and technology, yeah. how they're affecting relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that part is super fascinating to me because, for what you just said, I am not in high school anymore. I'm very far removed from high school, but I distinctly remember how technology affected my life in high school. Because we were the first generation to get affected. or We were the first group of people to be affected by text messaging mm-hmm. in high school. And how that affected things was enormous. Right. It affected things enormously in all fucking manner of ways. Uh, so to see the way these, these new technologies and these new ideas and these new things that have become accepted and things that have come out of the dark and into the light, the way they're that they operate. Uh, within a high school. And obviously, as I said before, talking about euphoria, and as I try to explain to each person I speak to about this show, it takes all of the 2019 issues and stuffs them into one high school. Yes. So it's an incredibly dramatized version of reality. It is not what you're going to find if you go walk onto a high school campus right now. That would be very fucked up.
1: Yeah. And in, and in some conversations that I had over the course of this week with other people that are watching this show, I actually compared it to Booksmart, and that I think I uh, I think that the actual high school experience is probably a little closer to Booksmart, and that it's a little less serious than every single person's issues on this show oh, are. Yes, and it's that's- a little more fun. It's a little like like less life and death. Yeah, like the more likely scenario is that your high school would have one of these characters but everybody in everybody in high school is dealing with like a little bit of this Sure, you know the the, just not the most extreme just not the most extreme possible versions of it um yeah and and so it's it's sometimes that kind of like constant kind of like everybody is so fucked up nature of the show is a little tough and like you said up front like that's what makes this not digestible in you know back to back episodes. It is not essentially, a, it's
0: not a binger. Um,
1: but uh, th- there's also th- there's a lot of stuff that is just really like kind of like fun to see and fun to watch and fun to to try to relate to. Uh, Fez might be the, mo- the is might be the most likable character on the entire show. Mac Miller. Mac Miller, and yeah. he is very 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 representative of every single drug dealer that was at our high school
0: yes in an, they, an n- unbelievably they, accurate they, way they nailed him they nailed dude find me a character they haven't nailed though that's the thing each stereotype that comes forward i'm like yep that th- he's the best drug dealer i've ever seen on <laughs> television that's so fucking realistic about that's how drug dealers look talk act uh, a lot of the time Every character that you, that we're presented with, I'm like, holy shit. The, uh, my favorite, though, is the little kid that's Fez's boss. Uh, that's, yeah, that's in he's, he's the most, he's the character that is the exception to the rule don't I Don't we declared. think it's his little brother? Is it? You that's think? what I think. I don't know.
1: I think it, they run, they run the show together. He's a child. But his little, but yeah, by his circumstance, yeah. which is basically that he's had to grown up because he's got a, his, got his parents aren't around, right. his mom is bedridden and... Terminally ill, and right. dad is nowhere. Like that, he's basically he's a twelve-year-old that thinks he's twenty-two. He has to be. A, he has to be a grown-up. Yeah, and um,
0: run drugs out of the refrigerator in a bodega.
1: We also talked about the glamorization of some aspects of this show. Sure, and I, I'm I'm pretty firmly on the side that this show is not actually glamorizing drugs. And in fact, there's like a monologue from a voiceover from Rue. About how drugs are awesome until, and then she rattles off the list of like terrible things that they do. Yeah. Uh, the reason that I, that that I'm kind of like, okay, this show definitely doesn't glamorize it, is because one of the most painful aspects of the show is watching Rue continually do drugs. Yeah. Every time you're like, no, Again? no, don't, don't, Again? don't. You're like kind of pleading with your with yourself and your inner monologue yeah. for her to be better to stop. Abusing drugs absolutely, And so it's like The the fact that the show Pushes you in that direction Instead of like Showing you the college party And a bunch of people Having a grand old time Like Blowing down lines Yeah That's the difference here Right You know Like it is not we're, We're not cheering For Rue to do drugs We are cheering for her To get off of drugs
0: And let me give you You bring up an interesting The fraternity party Aspect of this all That we get introduced to Through uh Whatever Okay McKay going to to, he's trying to become a pledge. He's trying to rush. That is the exact same issue we have. The 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 things facing Euphoria that people are complaining about with how uh, you know dark and mixed up it is or whatever. That's the exact same thing that they have faced in the world of trying to present people with college through TV and movies for like uh, the the entire existence of cameras, because you're you don't make the realistic version. You make the most amped up, hyped up. Electric version possible Right And then when you see that on screen You're like Well that's not college That's a <laughs> fucking That's a rave That's insane <laughs> Now don't get me wrong Crazy college parties happen But again these, This is like a compacted microcosm Of all college fraternity parties ever They're, they're usually not that ag- aggressive Not everyone in the fraternity Is that aggressive Yeah, yeah, exactly It's like a few guys Or whatever And the parties are big But they're not all like, wow. They
1: don't all look like that.
0: No, and you don't feel like any hole on your body could be filled at any second. <laughs> like, that's not the way it works. And I get that that's the circumstance on some campuses and in some places things are different. But I'm just saying, it's, it, it's an ex- extremely amped up version that we get presented with for the sake of entertainment, people. So take it for what it is. Yeah. Um, I really, really like the cat character.
1: And then I think Hunter Schaefer as Jules is, like, an incredible re- revelation on this show. It's- I've she never- She is magnetic to watch.
0: Do, and, you, you mentioned not being able to connect, or you mentioned not identifying with or, like, having anything in common with the characters through two episodes. And I'm so with you there. It's 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 interesting. But through four, you're all- I mean, you have nothing in common with some of these characters you find yourself- absolutely rooting for connected to feeling yeah. for yeah and then understanding more which i think is the real power of this show definitely is it by episode four you're not looking at jules as a trans girl you're just looking at her yep and that's the that's what we're working towards as a society the show is sort of accomplishing that for me in a mini version uh by giving me insights into these characters and in their worlds and their issues and the things that they face it's I have been episode by episode more and more in love with what they're doing. Here. Yeah, I'm 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 with you. Uh there's a little they're doing like
1: short little things after the episode called Euphoria Unfiltered. Yeah, I and almost just watched like, this most recent one and I didn't. It's just like interviews with the actors playing the characters and and you know with the questions taken out. They're right. basically just like giving their perspectives on how they approached their character, how they tackled like what this character was going through, how they related it to right. re- related to it themselves, etc. And I definitely encourage you to watch the most recent one where Hunter Schaefer talks about it. One of the most interesting th- things she says is that is that she was drawn to the script because it basically like drops labels throughout. Right. And so even though we know that Jules is trans feminine, as yes. she says they don't ever actually use that word. Like, they don't ever, they don't really, like, the question looms over Nate, you know, what, like, what's his, his where is he on the spectrum or whatever, but, like, they never, like, call him gay. So they, they buy, like. until she literally does. Until she, which is obviously (laughs) for far more, which is for impact. It's for the reaction. For the reaction more than anything else. Yeah. But so it's, it, it has been really, really interesting to watch the show basically not touch the labels and just let you. Yeah. See the people, kind of tackle what they're going through.
0: I, I have found it to be, uh, like you used this word earlier, but like a revelation all around. Yeah, the the whole the honesty of it all is is like jarring to me. It's it is very hard to watch. I will give you that. This is not for everybody. It is it is most certainly not for everybody. Um, Yeah and if you bowed out after one or two I I don't blame you No I don't blame you at all Like I I completely get it I think in fact most of the people I know Are bowing out as a result of being like I can't handle this The world is real enough for me Fuck you guys I'm out Which I understand But I genuinely do think If it is something you can find yourself enjoying And that you can put yourself through it That it I think it helps This is the type of show That is so culturally impactful That it can help people connect And understand each other better And, I mean, like, one of the things this episode started with, uh, we see Jules' backstory. Mm Mm-hmm. How uh, her mom put her in, like, a psychiatric psychiatric hospital uh, when she was a little kid, presumably, to try to get her or him normal at the time, I guess. And, I mean, it was, that's heartbreaking, because aside from having to watch Jules actually go through it on screen, which is awful, it's... Thinking about how many misunderstood people, gay, trans, depressed, bipolar, whatever, had to go through things like that over the course of human history and still do in many places. Like, that was the heartbreaking thing for me. So, watching the show is tough as shit. Yeah. And especially because
1: in those moments, they do not sugarcoat it. No. You you get, like, the they full-on show you the people in the ward that really do have, like, severe mental health issues. That are sick. Yeah. Very sick. And, uh... yeah, they they don't shy away from it in the dark moments, and they don't shy away from it in the just straight up weird mo- moments nah. when we get uh, baby dick guy, J, j- O, and right on our
0: screens. <laughs> I'm sitting there for t- ten minutes in my living room this afternoon. It's like two 2- two thirty p.m. All the windows open, like I said, sun shining in, and and I'm I'm I find myself wondering, what if the mailman arrives right now? To deliver the mail and sees me watching a fat man masturbate his <laughs> tiny penis on screen. Well, how am I going to explain that this is an HBO show? Oh, it's uh,
1: it's just that it's that new, sh- no, no, it's it's new show. It's Euphoria. It's Euphoria.
0: No. He's running down the street. I have one of those walk-around mail guys. The fucking be- they park like under a tree or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, this it's it's look, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. I understand that, but I just I'm Barrett's point that he got to in was like, I'm thinking about pulling the injector. And then he waited like, give it a few, give it four, give it five and see where you're at then before you uh, just bounce because you're uncomfortable. Because in the most, most cases, that's what I'm finding is that people don't want to watch this because it makes them uncomfortable. I think so. And I think that's, it's that combined with the fact that
1: kind of like we, we also mentioned earlier on the pod, like everything we're watching seems to have elements of, of, kind of darkness and despair attached to them in some way shape or form and so it's just like this is not only a a show that makes you uncomfortable but is also just rife with with a lot more of that it's a hashtag bummer barrett and so it's it if you don't want to add if you just rather watch
0: a couple more episodes of the office like i get it dude i get it too yeah (laughs) the world is a really fucking difficult place to survive without having to watch euphoria uh let's get through the most important part of the episode i guess um Without diving into too many details This thing kind of culminates In the carnival Mm -hmm. right Where we know Jules is supposed to be meeting up with Tyler this boy she's communicated with For weeks and weeks and fallen in love with Who is actually Nate Jacobs The son of the man she had sex with In episode one in a motel Uh, (laughs) If you're still listening and you're not watching (laughs) Euphoria you're like oh my god (laughs) Uh, It's totally chaos Um he By the way, that dad, Cal, is there working the chili stand at the the carnival. C.B. Jacobs & Co. is the name of the company. Is Barrett, I was confused. Is it a chili company, or does he just crush the chili cook-off every year? No, he just crushes
1: year? the chili cook-off every year. Got it. Year. Okay.
0: Yeah. What would you think about Cal's character? Um... So, this, what's this guy's name, by the way? Is it McSteamy or McDreamy? Or which, this, Mc, this one is McSteamy. Is? Okay. Eric Dane. People are still, sh- like, Grey's Anatomy fans are, are struggling <laughs> with the fact that McSteamy signed up for this role. Um, he, he is,
1: he's been really good. Honestly, his character is, is
0: compelling and scary. And, Dude, the scariest part about it for me is being able to think back to my childhood and think of parents that reminded me of him, mm-hmm. sort of. You know what I mean? I... Like just irrationally angry parents where you were like, what the fuck is this person's deal? Yeah. But you're a little kid, so you don't understand that like everyone's life is a living hell and they're all dealing with all these issues. And then in this guy's case, his sexuality has become a monster. He's, yeah. he's not in control of uh, his life.
1: He, when I, I was pleased in a show filled with darkness I, that when he does approach jewels
0: that he go the way they do
1: that yeah because I was worried that that was going to be like another scary moment and he's going to threaten her and there's going to be like more physical abuse and et cetera, well, and et cetera. that's kind of what you expect based on what we've seen from his son right and it, and instead he it just more like levels with her and pleads to for her to not you know not out life. him basically yeah, yeah it's and, weird like and ruin yeah. shit so they kind of have like a, a more and we'll see you know this could the rug could definitely get pulled out from for under sure. us on this but like they have
0: almost a tender moment where they kind of like no i literally wrote like he has a sad soul because it, yeah, that's it, you don't you don't feel at that moment like anger or hatred for that man you feel sad for yeah him, you know what i mean like damn right. this poor motherfucker and i couldn't tell if he's just putting on a really good act or if he actually is a sad, star. and I yeah I
1: can't yeah I can't tell either. And I guess like we'll, I said,
0: we'll, fu- we'll yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll find out. I'm sure we will. Uh, you s- you said you like Cat a lot, so she she thinks she's got this new little boyfriend or whatever. This like sort of dork that's been flirting with her in class and stuff. She's talking to. She comes in with this new g- sort of goth image. I guess I don't know what that's called now. It was sort of goth yeah, when we were yeah, kids, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and sh- and they're they're drinking slushies and sneaking booze, and then. Classic high school ijinks. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then she sees him talking to uh his sister's friend, but mistakes it for a situation. This is like a super hot, mm. classically hot high school chick that right. it was the stereotype that is the opposite of, cat. of of cat. Right. And as a result, she smashes her slushies and she bounces. Then that's where things get strange. She finds an old washed out <laughs> dropped out like a guy who who is now a carney. he was the cool kid in school but yeah. like five grades above her or some shit he's like man that was so long ago it's like when he was in high school and he's a Carney now as barrett said <laughs> small hands, smells like cabbage and she tells him that she's 16 which is by the way when she says it out loud i was like holy because you you forget that these kids are in high school yes yes you do because of the shit they're dealing with and then they have sex because why wouldn't the carny have sex with the 16 year old what's wrong with this town everyone in this town is a disaster speaking of
1: this town do we have any idea where it is no it's unnamed and we don't really know how big the town is either or anything like that no clue okay nor, any, nor do i honestly want it's to just not. any town usa it
0: is and it's 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 hell on earth and i think he finishes in her i have no idea what's going on at this point in the episode i have completely like sunken into my couch <laughs> and i've let the show just take over my fucking life um
1: cat man bad move here i hope the dude had a condom what is she doing though like she, what is the rebellion she's trying to find like empowerment through her, through her sexuality okay and she doesn't, and she just basically feels like she got rejected by the boy that she thought liked her. So she uses it. So she's it. taking it back, like, taking her uh, control back. Like, well, look, I can fuck this dude that, you know, was right. popular in high school and ha- has a big crank penis.
0: <laughs> big old penis.
1: We The whole show, multiple episodes have been basically accusing people or threatening people with, like, statutory rape and child pornography type yes. claims. yes. And he, then this dude asks her how old she is, and she's like, "I'm 16, dude." And both of them are like, "Yeah, whatever. Screw it. No biggie."
0: Yeah, I guess carneys they they don't have high values and standards. No, uh, no. And, no, and I, shouts I, to yeah. all the carneys listening, by the way. I, I, I've heard carneys are super into podcasts.
1: Uh, this it, it also th- this is another aspect of the show that actually now this part makes it a little bit difficult to talk about. I, it's hard to talk about some of the sexual stuff going on. With underage. These kids. Because even though the actors are all 22 years old and we know that they are young adults and, you know, it's fine. Artists. Right. They're supposed to be 16-year-olds. Right. And that makes it weird. Yeah. Like, like, you know.
0: Well, that's why I'm not uncomfortable saying, like, if one of the characters is hot. Because they're over 18 years old. Yes. They're not children. They're playing children. Right. But they're not children. Um, and, and, And no fuck. Come on, man. Like... If you had to pick 10 of the main characters in this show and line them up for a group of random citizens and say, how old are these people? <laughs> Not very many of them would say high school. Well, they definitely wouldn't say 16. No. I mean, these, these are, they... but that's always how it is in TV and yeah, movies, of by course, the way. Of course. You got older people playing younger people. People helping people. Uh, <laughs> God, Kat, what do you... Yeah, I guess that makes sense, though. So her character is all about her finding... Her identity, but also like sort of exploring her sexuality and the power that comes with it and the internet and all of the mess uh, that is the sexual world. Well,
1: poor guy, man. Poor kid. What the girl? She can't wait. She should have waited for him to come back and, and bitch him ask out. Ask a question. And then maybe. he would have straightened the whole thing out. She would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let's continue having these
0: uh, lovely conversations these lovely conversations, in these booze-filled smoothies. Yes. That would have been pleasant, a pleasant rest of the evening, Barrett. I'm not sure why she couldn't go that direction. <laughs> Um you mentioned Oh we had this very intense Moment where Jules Tells Rue About Cal Right Mm -hmm. about Nate's Father that she slept with that she That oh my god Cal is the motel Guy that she has told Rue about and Rue is like I don't believe you that's Nate's Dad holy shit no way So she goes over there and basically Sets him up for an awkward moment to prove To Rue what's going on and from there The episode spirals and it's like every moment just sort of gets more and more tense. Mm-hmm. And there was probably six or seven different times when I was like, somebody's going to die, somebody's going to die, somebody's going to die, and then nobody ever died. Yeah. Which was nice. That was a positive. I loved, like you said, that Cal and and uh, Jules' little thing ended with some positivity. I thought we were going to get the exact same sort of angle with Nate and Jules. Uh, that was very... They really jerked us around there, all over the place.
1: Yeah, uh, so... I- <laughs> The, at, at the very first, you know, uh, instance of them kind of, like, meeting on the app, I huh. was a little bit incredulous. But then
0: they really, like, they really make you believe. Well, so I, so I, I, I had... was always under the impression that he was just doing the long con, like, doing all of the hardcore. It was just he's that much of a psycho. I was always under the impression that he was just conning her. Oh, okay. But then when we have the meeting, they jerk it back and forth yes. so many times where you're like, Oh, shit, wait, does he actually love her? Oh, shit, no, he is a monster. Yeah. Wait, does he like her? <laughs> wait, what is this so, guy's so was the like, it's, it's very so, confusing. So he knew it was her the whole time. Yes, he was. Is that, s- is that because... He he has seen the tape or the CD yeah. of his dad and her having
1: sex. Right, but but how did she not... I guess he used fake pictures or something like that.
0: Or didn't include his face. Or... His face is definitely not in any of the ones that we saw. Yeah. Out of the 50 But somehow we he knew
1: shown. it was her.
0: He knew it was her because he went into his dad's office, as he's been doing since he was a child, breaking into his drawer and yep. watching the videos he yes. records. He found the one of Jules, stole it, which we then see Cal discover at the end of the episode. Oh, my God.
1: Wait, so we... Okay, that's what happened? I thought, yeah. he, I thought he counted them all up and was like,
0: oh, I'm yep, good. they're all here. Nope. So he's he goes home, and he goes into his locked office, presumably... To watch the Jules video because he's just had this, like what ended up being sort of a sweet moment with her. Or to check that it's there? Or to check that it's there. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't really matter. I think my impression was he was going to watch it to, like, then crank or whatever. But he can't find it. And then he starts to realize, like, put the pieces together in his head that it's possible that his boy could have taken it or watched it or whatever. I'm not sure where they're going to take it from there. Okay. But that was the impression I got. That he was going home to watch it Then couldn't find it So that's how Tyler found out Or Nate He watched the video He's been planning this
1: But how did he know it was her on the app?
0: That I don't know
1: That's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out how, maybe, did he, how did he know he had the right person on right. the app That it was her But maybe she didn't he, know it was him on the other side
0: Maybe he didn't know for an extended period of time That it actually was her Maybe he had several lines out in the water I mean, I th- As th- he was th- trying th- to catch. I think maybe the nude selfies that she sent Had her
1: face in them I, I well, I think she. They did okay. the ones that so, Rue was taking for her. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm thinking is maybe that. But that was weeks into them talking too. Yes, but so I'm thinking that maybe like her profile on this app like has facial her photos, face. and then that. and he
0: either used fake ones or didn't include his face. Right. Well. It could be a little bit of both, too. We don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, but like like she says at the end, when, when she doesn't really tell Rue what happened, she just says he didn't look he didn't like look his like picture. That's, yeah, that's true. And yep. I yep. guess in a way that is that, that could is, be what it yep. was. She, yeah. that he was using other photos to make himself seem to be somebody else. That whole thing in the park, man, was that ends in, like, don't try to ruin my life and I won't have to ruin yours, and then she calls him the F word, just like his daddy or whatever— I can't believe he didn't kill her.
1: So he, so his, whole, his plan all along, it was to long con her. Into blackmail. Into blackmail. To protect his family, basically. To yes. protect his dad and his family. Yes. That's what he doesn't,
0: yeah. Which is an interesting angle on the whole thing, too. Yeah. Because it just sort of makes it, you're like, oh, that actually does make a little bit of sense. Because I thought he was just trying to trap the poor trans girl and kill her. Like, that was his whole thing, <laughs> was that he was psycho. And he wanted to, like, attack her and hurt her. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But we
1: still got to deal with, now, he did actually have a bunch of other dick pics on his phone. Yeah. So we don't know what that's about yet. No. That wasn't one day. He's thing. got some issues. Something's going on. Or, or I don't He's want to say issues. issues. I well, don't want to say. You know what I mean? Yes. He's he is confused about his sexuality. Yes. At the moment.
0: There is something going on with dude, or a lot of things going on with dude, based yeah. on what we've seen with his dad and him. And uh, it's it's probably going to take several thousand dollars worth of therapy to straighten out <laughs> somewhere down the line, Barrett. <laughs> it's going to take a lot because it's it's a it's a lot happening. It's yeah. Less drugs this episode. I I appreciated that. It was less drug-focused, more relationship-focused. But we do have the fantastic scenes uh, that are the result of Cass and Molly. I'm sorry. Cass and uh, what's the other chick's name? McKay's girlfriend. Uh, Maddie. Maddie. Maddie, not Molly. Cass and Maddie take Molly, the drug, at the carnival and 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 then go nuts on everybody. Like for whatever reason, Maddie is wearing like Jennifer Lopez's one of her VMA outfits. Yeah, that was she went straight to Cindy's Wow, that was Adam and Eve That com. <laughs> that was Cindy's. That was Cindy's <laughs> most bestseller from like for the last twenty years. Um, not sure what the deal was, was with the that outfit though. But her knocking over the chili was awesome. That was funny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nate's girlfriend going and uh having sex with a carousel to completion in front of a crowd was was fantastic. I love how there are at least ten occurrences in each episode of this show that would literally ruin your entire life and you would have to move away to recover, and yet no one ever seems to care. No, I mean I think this one's definitely gonna come back for her. Oh, you think like, so? Like she like her deal
1: is like she can't she cannot escape the quote unquote slot label. Yeah. Basically. Okay. And now she's done another thing that's basically going to like cement her reputation.
0: Ah, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That is unfortunate. drugs, kids. Yeah. They have consequences. What else? The soundtrack on this fucking show is next level. And the, and the way it's shot, doesn't it just feel like you're being taken to another world? That's what I like about like, yeah. And I think that I
1: certainly think that that's on purpose. And it even kind of, circles into yeah. uh not knowing, or, or where we are. Into not
0: knowing where we are. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm loving it. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I I was not uh, emotionally prepared to watch back-to-back episodes, admittedly, but still very <laughs> Now much you're all here. cut up. Now you got to just, you know, stay on, stay on the pace. Jesus. Stay on the pace. Yeah, one one a week every <laughs> week. That's those are the rules. It's plenty. Barrett, I was in the car to transition to a, to our next topic here. I was in the car with uh, with Taylor, my wife, the other day. And Chicago's If You Leave Me Now Came on the radio Which is is an easy listening classic Okay. And the only reason I know it's an easy listening classic And the only reason I know this song Is because it reminds me of one thing And one thing only every time I hear it And that's the movie uh, Three Kings And specifically the squad Rolling in Saddam's benzes To go steal his gold in that movie And I know you probably don't know the song I'm talking about But it, what it brought back for me was the movie Three Kings. I was like, why the fuck does nobody ever talk about Three Kings? Do you remember Three Kings? I do. Um, I, now, I cannot
1: tell you much other than I know the three actors in it, which I want to get to in a minute. Yeah. And then Kuwait and gold. Yes.
0: The, the word Kuwait is said so many times. <laughs> and I remember as a child being like, Kuwait. Kuwait. Sounds important. Yeah, cool. sounds tight. Kuwait does sound tight I mean it's just like a cool And there was gold there Yeah Yeah uh, It's a very underrated need a gold I want the gold (laughs) An underappreciated movie Of our day I would argue That it does not get the love Or the respect that it deserves It boasts an all-star cast Of which you just mentioned uh, I'm assuming the three actors You're referring to Are George Clooney Mark Wahlberg And
1: Ice Cube That's correct and I was trying to think because we had, we actually had a fun conversation about who should play the Bill Murray role in Space Jam Two. Yeah. Uh. By, by the way, I think my I'm locking in my answer here. I think it's Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader makes okay. Okay. sense.
0: Okay. Okay. Although I,
1: although Ryan Reynolds is I think would also be
0: funny. Bill Hader has been in a movie with LeBron before. Yes. I feel like he has a leg up. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah.
1: Um. It, anyway, I was trying to think about r- casting this movie. Today, if you're going to re- remake Three Kings, okay. who would you get to fill the various roles? I didn't get very far. I think I think the only one that I've got uh, placed is, I think, Ludacris takes Ice Cube's role.
0: Can't you just bump Wahlberg up to Clooney's role, plug <laughs> Ludacris in for Ice Cube, and then get the new... Who's Wahlberg No, now?
1: I think... No, Wahlberg is... Because Wahlberg isn't... No, nah, he's not Clooney enough.
0: No, okay. You need somebody a little more... Rico Suave Aspire to be better Barrett. Aspire to be better Every day Get up <laughs> Fucking That guy on Instagram Wahlberg on Instagram If you need inspiration To go work out That's what he's for Basically Same with The Rock Is from what I understand I yes. don't follow either of them I follow But I, know, but I them. know that The Rock Is just like you know In the gym Eight hours a day It's 4.30 in the morning Here I Yeah he's a freak uh, The other people In this movie though Jamie Kennedy Cliff Curtis And then Spike Jones. The director, uh-huh. Spike Jones, plays Conrad Vig, one of the, what I would argue, is the fourth king in the movie. The movie's called Three Kings, and it stars Clooney, Wahlberg, and Ice Cube. But there's a fourth guy in their squad who, for whatever reason, is underappreciated. His name is Conrad Vig, and he's Spike Jones, uh-huh. uh, which I had no idea that's who that was all these years until I was doing my research this morning. It was written and, written and directed, excuse me, by David O. Russell- From a story by John Ridley, the synopsis is that in the aftermath of the Persian Gulf War, which uh, for those of you younger than Baird and I, just think like two or three Middle East wars ago, and that's where we were at. Uh, Four soldiers set out to steal gold that was stolen from Kuwait, but they discover people who desperately need their help. It's a cool story. Uh, It's these three guys who see an opportunity to hit a lick and get a bunch of gold, And then in the end, they're confronted with what's more important, money or people, basically. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the movie. But it's awesome. It's one of my favorites. I don't know why people don't acknowledge it, talk about it, or watch it ever. Uh, It seemingly is never on television. It's not like one of the ones we get every 4th of July or some shit or or during around Memorial Day. Like, I never see Three Kings, and I don't know why. It did really well. It did... it was a $48 million budget. It did $107 million in the box office. Okay, all right. It's got a 7.1 on IMDb. That's not bad.
1: 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy
0: Wow. What's going on? Wow. Put some respect on the It Greek successfully inks.
1: blends elements of action, drama, and comedy into a thoughtful, exciting movie on the Gulf War. Add it to your queue, people. That's Add a it great,
0: great description. Credit that, reviewer, if you would. Uh, it's just the critics' consensus on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. How about that? Yeah. The critics' consensus, I agree with it. Yeah. Wait,
1: did you look into where this movie is available? Is it available to stream anywhere, or do you just have to rent it on iTunes? I think you just have to rent it. I, I would be shocked if it was on Netflix or anything like that. Uh, David O. Russell is a guy, is a director that I really really like. Um, I
0: had multiple people tweet at me that this was his worst film, and I was like, "Oh,
1: it's definitely not his worst film."
0: Oh, the, if you want to go go go, uh, let's see which one of these is. Oh, he did the
1: Fighter, and oh yeah, go read about a film. Uh, called Accidental Love, which is by far and away his worst film. It had like all sorts of issues in production, got like rebooted and restarted and then like recast like 18 different times. And eventually, <laughs> I think he like tried to disassociate with it and like detach his name from it. Oh but he, no. He's still credited. 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, if you're curious. Ooh. Yeah, Three Kings, definitely 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 not his worst
0: okay i didn't realize he did all these movies the fighter silver lining's the Fighters, playbook
1: silver american hustle american Joy. hustle i loved american hustle it was it's great been, I, I saw some stuff recently that it was like hadn't aged well or like shouldn't have been nominated for oscars yada what? yada but I, I i really enjoyed that movie yeah that's some hating shit right there yeah going back but, but how about that run the fighter silver lining's playbook american hustle that was a nice it's a nice little run I right there i finally watched silver lining's
0: playbook a couple months back very good movie emotionally wrenching but mm. very, very good movie. Uh but yeah. Three Kings. I highly recommend it.
1: Barrett, you let's need to get, rewatch. Okay, you need to you know refresh. Here's here's who's Mark Wahlberg, because Mark Wahlberg also was a former rapper. So let's, Marky let's Mark let's get M G K. Let's get uh Machine, Machine Gun, Machine Gun Kelly. Kelly in there for the Mark Wahlberg role. And he's been acting. He's in that he's in that movie on the Netflix about um on the Netflix? On the
0: Netflix about Motley Crue. What's it called? The he grit, was in that? The oh my! He's Tommy Lee. Oh my God, that was Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I watched that entire movie and never put the pieces together. Yeah. What is wrong with me? Yeah. That is... And I kept being like, he looks so familiar. It's the Tommy Lee actor. So we'll get him. Wow.
1: We'll get, we'll get him uh, as, the, uh, as that role, as, as Mark Marky Wahlberg. Mark. All right, that's need, fine. And then we need a guy who is who's like a pretty big deal but not like icon status yet. We okay. need a
0: we need a Rico Suave actor to yeah, make role. Yeah, we need pre legendary icon status Clooney. Yeah. But yeah. like still big deal, still a big deal actor. Right. I, I don't know have. who that would be. Yeah. I'm trying it's probably he's probably busy in a superhero franchise. That's yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, that's probably accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt I would like the Machine Gun Kelly aspect Because it would be like The pinky and the brain scenario Like Wahlberg is shorter And squattier And Jack uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Machine Gun Kelly Is like the stretch He's more like Pinky You know Yes, yes. Pinky and the bra- Everybody needs a pinky And the brain friend but- Whether you're the pinky Or the brain You gotta have one or the other and that's all the, the Three Kings talk I can provide Today What about uh, What about this other film That we wanted to talk about
1: SWAT Oh SWAT You mean one of our favorite good bad movies of all time? Yeah, it's a shame that we did not mention it last week because it's it's uh, it's up there on the on the bad good scale. Yeah, it's just it's such a it's such a typical action movie that it almost like doesn't
0: qualify. Yeah, but but it does. But then with the lines, our favorite being that's where it takes it next level, Barrett. Is SWAT has some of the worst lines (laughs) for any movie we've I've ever seen. The villain in it uh, who (laughs) is. who is he's only ever played this exact same character and he's in that movie about uh, oh my god it's the married couple that cheats on each other and then the husband ends up murder- oh yes yes he's in that and he's the yeah he's the, he's the lover yeah mm-hmm. and he he's played that exact same character in every with, movie uh, he's the ever with Richard been Gere and Diane Lane and yes. it's called Unfaithful Unfaithful that it's a good movie it's like it's it shouldn't be appealing to like young people but I, I saw it when I was like in my 20s and I was like holy shit this is really fucking good I don't know what's wrong with these people but it's really good um, He's unbelievable, and he has lines that would just make you want to die. That actor's name is Olivier Martinez, mm. by the way. His character is Alex Montel, who I, I don't even remember. What what's his deal here? Why is he being arrested? He's a terrorist or something? Some type of terrorist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? He did something ba- naughty. But all he does <laughs> in this movie, real freaking naughty, <laughs> uh, the best line, Barrett, is the one from the trailer where he yells out, I will give 100 million dollars to whoever gets me out of here. Yeah. That's that's an all-time terrible one. But then, then he he's, <laughs> he spends the rest of the movie shaming the police officers for being poor.
1: Yeah. What does he ask? What does he ask Colin Farrell if he can make in a year? He says, "What do you make? 66,000 a year?" Oh, and Colin Farrell says, "Not, not even, even with, with overtime.
0: overtime." And his response <laughs> is, "Ha, loser. Losers. <laughs> loser." <laughs> Which is which is a fantastic. It's so bad, uh, but it's so good, and the cast is ridiculous too. It's it's Samuel L. Jackson, Colin Farrell, Michelle Rodriguez, LL Cool J, Jeremy Renner, Olivia Martinez. It it is packed front to back with uh, with people who went on to do bigger and better things. Yeah, like actually good, really good movies. Not good bad, not bad right. good. Right, just good. Like Colin Farrell and, and Samuel L. Jackson's in a thousand movies.
1: Colin Farrell is one who maybe could get the Clooney role in a modern Three De- Three Kings remake. Ah, uh, I, I could also Chris Pine is
0: another one. Okay, I like Chris Pine. How about James Franco? Or does Franco get the Wahlberg role? Franco's not old enough yet to put. Clooney was already like he wasn't old, so but he was he already had the Silver Fox. Thing yeah, so he was
1: role. he was thirty eight years old in nineteen ninety nine. George Clooney was yes, he's fifty eight. Man And James Franco is 41 Wow That's crazy Yeah
0: That is wild Hair it's... James Franco 41 yeah. Wow He's been around <laughs> Think about it They've been making those stoner movies For a really long time Yeah and but, Seth Dude that guy's aging pretty well 41 uh, years old I heard Seth Rogen say This was like a really sad moment for me it's something, so I guess every interview he probably does People are like So you still smoke weed all the time And it's like Jesus Christ get a, Leave me alone it's fucking legal now. And uh, he said he doesn't smoke as much anymore because he's old now and he needs to be able to focus or something like that. And I was like, fuck, because I always thought, like, if this dude can smoke weed every day and write super bad and shit, certainly I'll be fine. <laughs> but now I don't know if that's the case.
1: Oscar Isaac. That's another good one for the Clooney role because he's, he's definitely going to be kind of like a, he's going to be around for a long time.
0: Oscar Isaac is, oh, yeah, I like him a lot, from uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, and Star Wars. Star Wars movies. Hell of a pilot. Triple Frontier, not the best. I haven't watched it. I want to, though. It isn't worth, if we're talking about the issue that we're yeah, facing yeah. today, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is one you need to just let it go, Barrett. You have to let it go. Ba- Do no. you not think it's right up my alley, this though? This one's for you. It's probably for you. <laughs> you should probably watch it. It, it. Look, it's just those four guys going around yeah, doing yeah, shit doing and, stuff. and yeah, I mean, it's no SWAT. It's no SWAT. But it's good. Ha!
1: Loser. I like to get Machine Gun Kelly in a remake of SWAT. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You can't, can't, you can't just work MGK in every movie you feel fit. Machine Gun Kelly is the new uh, new mascot for this podcast.
0: Oh man, this episode of OCC is also brought to you by hymns. of men lose their hair by age 35, which is an enormous problem. And the thing is, once you start to notice that problem, it's usually too late. The solution is our sponsor, 4Hems.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Hems connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair are what you will be prescribed. No waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. Uh, you save hours and a ton of money by going to 4 So easy. You just answer a few quick questions. It literally just takes a few minutes. Doctor will review and can prescribe you what's necessary. And not only that, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. The pharmacy is hell. The products are shipped directly to your door. So order now, clam fam. You get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today right now while supplies last. If you're having any issues in any of those areas. Hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, dot com. They can help you out. All you have to do is go to 4 slash dragon. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash dragon. Dragon. 4 slash dragon. And you will get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details and safety information. Barrett, I believe we're spent. We are spent. We're spent. I'm we, throwing in the towel. We've
1: talked about enough we will catch up on the other stuff we're watching next week where i will regale you with tales of uh regale. the the you know just the in, what? inane bs that's going on on handmaid's tale oh good and the other lame lame movie that i watched on netflix next oh, next week so you sound gotta...
0: more excited I'll, I'll give you something exciting we're gonna we're gonna get caught up on dark Next week, yeah, we'll we'll add dark back to the list next week. And I got to indeed. a point. Here's an admission: I got to a point two episodes into season two of Dark, where uh, I had been like watching it at night, smoking a little before, and I had to admit to myself, Ross, you stupid fuck. You a you cannot watch this show high, uh, and then b you need to start the season over so that you f- can figure out what's going on. I did that, and now I have a grip after last night on this, on where I'm at in the series. So
1: how many episodes have you watched now? 3. 3. Okay.
0: All right. And but I've rewatched the first two gotcha. after gotcha. watching the third t- as well to try to help because it's it is it is probably the most confusing show I've ever watched because you have to be able to remember who the old who, and young yeah. versions of each yes. fucking character are and that is difficult unless you're staring at a diagram. So That being said, if you're struggling in that regard, I really do recommend a rewatch. It helps things to click into place a lot on Dark in particular, more than most other shows I've watched, because it's very well written and very well shot and done and acted. And uh, I'm loving the second season. I think that they've, at least through the three I've gotten through, it's been smooth sailing. I've been, obviously, everyone's been like, where the hell is this show going to go from here? Uh, So much they can do with it. And so far, I've been pleased. So come back next week. On Wednesday for Dark As well as a shitty movie Barrett watched on Netflix A depressing update on The Handmaid's Tale Yeah, yeah Look, p- people love to hear the hate, you know They really do They do Haters <laughs> haters pay the bills, Barrett uh, Also Big Little Lies, of course, and Euphoria As always, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah There's just one each for those mm-hmm. That's quick hitter Barrett's not pleased <laughs> We're dedicating Barrett to way too many hours of television But... That will do it for today's episode of OCC. Huge thanks to our sponsors again for supporting the show. Make sure you support our sponsors to support us. And if for some reason you don't need the greatest products known to man, which are brought to you by the sponsors of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, then you can support us directly by going to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. Check out the July offering. Become a part of one of the three tiers. And uh, enjoy some extra ad-free OCC. Ad-free. I like to shop at the duty-free shop. (laughs)
1: I like to stop stop at the duty-free shop.
0: What what is this? Are you singing me a jingle? That's from uh, Seinfeld. For the love of God. Do it. Support OCC. Go to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. Follow us on social media. Instagram, at Oysters, Clams, Cockles. Twitter, at Clams and Cockles. Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. You can follow me, Ross Boland, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at WR Bolin. You can also listen to me on the Ross Boland podcast, available all the same places OCC is available, where we talk about comedy and mental health and pirates and animals and dinosaurs and substance abuse and whatever the fuck else I feel like talking about that day. Barrett, where can you be followed and heard more from? Check me. At
1: Barrett Dudley on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can listen to me on on my podcast, Club Cool. Found wherever you're listening to this one. And uh, be sure to check out the latest episode where we focus on the fashion. Fashion. That's, uh, that's a Curb Your Enthusiasm reference. It either. is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Love a good Curb reference. When is Curb coming back, by At the way? At Club Cool Pod on Instagram if you want to see what uh, what the show's all about and what we talk about on a weekly basis. I feel like they've been we mix shoot- it up. shooting the next season of Curb for six years. Boy, we need some Curb, don't we? We need to lighten this load up.
0: Bring back the Curb. Also, Patreon episode coming soon. We're talking Stranger Things, episodes one through three. So uh, look out for that if you're in the Mollusk Militia or the, cl- the what? What was the other one? Crustacean Nation. Crustacean Nation. Yes, yes, of course. And that is it. We are out. Adios, muchachos.